Well, God bless you and keep you in Jesus' name. It is a Friday night. Welcome to our Friday night live service. And we have Dr. Davis coming with the word of God. I want you to anoint your ears that you may hear what the Spirit has sent to the church. I want you in a according to the word of God, the interest of that word giveth light and giveth understanding unto the simple. Um, also, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Open up the eyes of understanding, that we may behold the wondrous things out of thy law. Enjoy this in Jesus' name, amen. Of the promise three times that it might depart from me. And this is what God said. My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made what? Perfect in weakness. Most gladly therefore will I rather glory in my infirmity that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So this messenger of Satan was sent. Praise God. And that's what he called. It was a thorn in his flesh. Some people want to say that it was eyesight. Some people want to say that it was it had to do with some other kind of physical uh, infirmity he had, but it said a thorn. Now everywhere that I went, when I searched this out and I read this, it said a messenger of Satan. When I started studying God's word, I found something that was just so uh, fascinating to me, and it showed me what these thorns were. Let me give you an example. Go to the book of Ezekiel. Go to Ezekiel. Ezekiel 28. At 28, Ezekiel 28. Mm -hmm. In the book of Ezekiel, this is, I'm going to just share a few with you. But this is where you can find where Satan uh, is here. And also in uh, Isaiah chapter 14. You put that down too. You can use that as a scripture reference. It said, The word of the Lord came again unto me, saying, Son of man, say unto the prince of Tyrus, Thus said the Lord God, Because thine heart is lifted up, and thou hast said, I am a God. I sit in the seat of God, in the midst of the sea. Yet thou art a man. And are not God, though thou set thine heart as the heart of God. Behold, thou art wiser than Daniel. There is no secret that they can hide from thee. With thy wisdom and with thine understanding, thou hast gotten these riches, and hast gotten gold and silver into thy treasure. And by great wisdom and by the traffic hast thou increased thy riches, and thy heart is lifted up because of thine riches. Therefore thus saith the Lord God, because thou hast set thine heart as the heart of God, and behold, therefore I will bring strangers upon thee. And by the way, this is a prophecy concerning Tyrus, which is one of those cities uh, in, in the Middle East. He said, the terrible of the nations, and they shall draw their sword again the beauty of the wisdom, and they shall defile the brightness. They shall bring thee down to the pit. And thou shalt die the death of them that are slain in the midst of the sea. Wilt thou yet say before him that slay thee, I am God, 
but thou shalt be a man and no God in the hand of him that slayeth thee. Now I want to skip down and show you around verse 11. He said, Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus and say unto him, Thus said the Lord God, Thou settest up the sum full of wisdom. Sealeth, I'm sorry. Sealeth up the sum full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. He's talking about Satan now. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. The sardis, the topaz, and the diamond, the beryl, the beryl, and the onyx, and so on. The jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and the tabri, and gold, and what was he? He went on to work to tell him about all of the things that had been his when he was created. But verse 14 said, But thou art uh, the anointed chair that covereth, and I have set thee so that thou wast upon the holy mount of God, and thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created till what was found in him. Now this is Satan that he's talking about now. By the multitude of your merchandise they have filled the midst of thee with violence. Thou hast sinned, therefore I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God and I will destroy thee, O covering chair from the midst of the stones of fire. Thine heart was what? Lifted up. Because of your beauty, thou hast corrupt thy wisdom. By reason of thy brightness, I will cast thee to the ground, and I will lay thee before kings, and they will behold thee. So this is what God is saying to Satan. He said again around verse 18, Thou hast defiled thy sanctuary by the multitude of thine iniquity, and that means lawlessness, and by the iniquity of your traffic. Therefore will I bring forth a fire from the midst of thee, and it shall defile thee, and I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all them that what? Behold thee. He's talking to Satan. Now keep that in mind and go with me to the book of Joshua. Joshua. All this, don't get weary. This is good. Stay with me. You'll see. You'll see how all of this will come together. Joshua chapter 23. What are we trying to perfect here? Nope. The thorn. Very good. Somebody's need the thorn. Okay. Who's behind a message of who? Satan. And remember, Satan was corrupt. He was beautiful, but he was corrupt because he felt that he could take his throne and exalt his throne above whose throne? God. But he still left messengers. He still have demons. Now listen. He still have demons. He and he called them fallen angels. And they are they are throughout the earth. And people don't realize that that you have an enemy that, that, that shows up in your services, shows up in your home, on your job. You're not wrestling against flesh and blood. There is an enemy out there, folks. Amen. And we need to know how to combat that enemy. And you don't do it with knives and guns. You need the word of God. Amen. There's no way in the world that you can take God's word and put it away for a season. You can't do it. 
because the enemy praised God. If you read in the book of Matthew chapter 4, when he came, what did Jesus say to him? By bread alone, and whenever the enemy would come and bring a temptation, he would say, it is written. The third, death and life in your mouth. It is written. Speak against that enemy. Go back to Joshua 23. What was given Paul? Thorn. A messenger of Satan. Okay, now let's see this. The word messenger means a person. Anytime you have ER on the end of a word, it denotes a person. You can take a noun and you got a word and that noun is the name of a person, place, or thing. If I say preacher, what is that? A person. If I say teacher, person. How do we know it's a person? You can take a verb, a verb, and add ER to it and turn that verb into a noun. Listen. A verb is an, it's, it's, it's a, it's an action word or a word, a state of being, a verb. It's a part of the English language. You can take a verb. Let's say the word, the verb is hit. I can add ER to the verb hit and make it a person and he become a what? Yeah. Hitter. You can take the word run. That's a, that's, that's a verb. And then take that verb and turn it into a noun. I will add ER to it. Now sometimes the English language will tell you if a word ends in, I know you don't want to hear this, <laughs> but this is an English language, but listen. If a word ends in a consonant, but it was preceded by a vowel, you have to double the consonant before you add ER. Let me give you an example. Like run. Run ends in the word, but well, it ends with the, with the letter N. N is a consonant. So in order for it to be uh, a, a noun and I add ER, I have to double that consonant. So it becomes R-U-N-N. -N. There you go. Are you following what I'm saying here? Let's take the word hit. Like I told you before, hit ends in a T. T is a consonant. But before that T was a vowel because I is a what? So when you have a, 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 a verb that ends in a consonant that preceded by a vowel in order to make it a, a noun, you have to double that consonant. You got it. Did you get it? I'm just trying to help y'all. Hallelujah. 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 So you can take a verb and turn a verb into a noun. But you got to change the ending. Good God Almighty. Hallelujah. So you got the word messenger. Messenger. That's a person. Because it ends in the R. Preacher. Person. Sleeper. Person. Wake up. But anyway, listen. All your words that are nouns were not always in the ER, so don't get that. Don't, don't, don't think that all over in the ER, but, 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 but the rule is that most of them will. Because there are some nouns that were in in IST. Okay? Like scientists. Dentists, those are still what? Nouns. 
but they don't end in er. But that's an English lesson by itself. How I many? Well, I, you know what? Well, I can come here one day and just teach you just some English, just some, just some. <laughs> if you just want me to come and teach you some, it'll help you understand when you read. It'll help you understand when you write. It, it, it brings some, some clarity to things. Because some of you may be taking courses and you have to write. Uh, sometimes you'll be using the wrong word when you say, okay, sit over there. You don't write T-H-E-I-R. Even though that's there. <laughs> we'll talk about all of those. Not a synonym. No, that's not a synonym. That's called a homonym or a homophone. Homo means sound. That's okay. That's what I said. We need to teach it sometime. Senna. Senna come from the word that means similar. So a synonym is a word that has the same meaning. They're like. They're similar. Okay? They're similar. Okay? You got it. You get it. It's, it's good. But that's not the purpose of this class. So let's go back to Joshua 23 right quick. This going to help us. All right? What did I tell you that the thorns were? Measure of Satan. Okay. Thorns. And I know we associate thorns with with the part of a rose bush. And that's true. But they'll prick you. They'll stick you. So that's what that's the idea here. That they're thorn, they they'll prick you. They coming in and they are causing problems in your ministry. Look at Joshua 23. Hallelujah. He said this now, this is around verse, um, I'm going to go to verse 10. All this is really good. <laughs> oh, well, praise God. How many have read the 23rd chapter of Joshua? <laughs> we might just end up reading it tonight, but we, we won't. Let's, let's, let's go, let's go, let's go. He says this around verse, so oh, bless the Lord. Mm. Oh, this is so good. It really is. I'm going to start around verse 1 and we'll come down. Okay. Joshua 23, 1. It came to pass a long time after that the Lord had given rest unto Israel from all their enemies round about. That Joshua waxed old and stricken in age. And Joshua called for all Israel and for all their elders and for their heads and for their judges and for their officers. And he said unto them, said, I'm old. And I'm stricken in age. And you have seen all that the Lord your God has done unto all these nations because of you. For the Lord your God is he that has fought for you. Hallelujah. Behold, I have divided unto you by lots these nations that remain to be an inheritance for your tribes. From Jordan with all the nations I have cut off even unto the great sea westward. I want to stop and teach something else here, but I won't. I'll just tell you this, we'll come back. When you see something right here, this is what it said right here. It said, Behold, I have divided unto you by lot. L-O-T. When we see that, that's like people, what you put in your hand, like you, and you throw it. So it's like chance. Drawing straws, flipping corns. And, 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 and cast them out. I'm going to teach you on that. Let me, let me tell you why I, I said I wanted it. I, I, I feel moved. That's how a lot of people try to figure out what God wants them to do and their purpose in life. 
flip a okay, Lord, if you want me to marry this person, then flip a coin. Now, now listen to what I'm saying. Uh, uh, Lord, if you want me to buy this car, they'll draw a straw. <laughs> All kinds of ways to manipulate their way of thinking. And sometimes it works. I can't tell you it doesn't work, because it can't work. But when it works, God get his glory out of it. Amen? Amen. Flipping coins. Pulling straws. Casting lots. When John was on the ship, they were trying to find out who is causing the problem on the ship. Cast lot. Fair with John. When they were choosing someone to take Judas's place, that's Acts chapter 1. Cast lots. What it does, it does give you, if you pray and you got the right motive, it will give you uh, <laughs> a decision. It'll let you know that this is what I need to do. But that's not God's way for you to do it. Casting lots. Because it's too much like chance and usury. Okay? Let's go back. So you just see this now. It casts lots. And then it says around verse um, 4. Behold, I have divided unto you by lots these nations that remain to be an inheritance for your tribes from Jordan with all the nations that I have cut off even unto the great sea westward. Verse 5. And the Lord your God, he should expel them from before you. Now stay with me. And drive them from out of your sight. And you shall possess your land as the Lord your God has promised unto you. That's not me, is it? Praise God. <laughs> well, let's go on verse, verse 6. Be ye therefore very courageous to keep and do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, that you turn not aside therefrom to the right hand or to the left, that you come not among these nations. Listen at this. These that remain among you and neither make mention of the name of their gods, nor cause to swear by them, neither serve them, nor bow yourself down under them. But you cleave unto the Lord your God as you have done unto this day. For the Lord has driven out from before you great nations and strong. But as for you, no man has been able to stand before you unto this day. Verse 10. No man of you shall chase, I'm sorry, one man of you shall chase a thousand. For the Lord your God, he is he that fighteth for you. And he has done what? Promise, Promise you. Take good heed therefore unto yourselves that you love the Lord your God. I want to say that again. Take good heed. Don't just take heed. Take good heed therefore unto yourselves that you love the Lord your God. Else if you do in any wise go back and cleave unto the remnant of these nations even these that remain among you and shall make marriages with them and go in unto them, and they to you. Verse 13. Know ye for a certainty that the Lord your God would no more drive out any of these nations from before you, but they shall be snares and traps unto you, and scourge in your side, and thorns. Where? In your eyes, until you perish from off this good land which the Lord your God has given you. So again, it letting you know that thorns are people. 
said to irritate you. Said to irritate you, undermine you. Amen? Amen. Let's go back. Let's go back. So I, I, I just wanted us to see how the Word of God has in more than one place uh, uh, the, the, the validation of what He says in another place. God's Word does not change. It's the same every day. If you take it, you have to search for it. I want to take you back now to Matthew chapter 26. Everything is all right? All right. Matthew 26. So I've given you more than one example of how praying, praying more than once does not negate the fact that... Uh, you believe in God. It doesn't mean that you're not believing God because you're praying more than once. Now somebody asked me another question. Pearl, you weren't here the last time, but you asked me a question. And your question, Pearl, came out of second now out of First Corinthians chapter ten. Let's go there, everybody. First Corinthians chapter ten. So the answer to whether you pray more than once is what? No. I mean yeah. Yes. Amen. It doesn't take away your, your faith because you pray more than once. Amen. All right, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. All right, this was her question. This is around verse... This is what you asked me... Everybody see it? 1 Corinthians 10, 13. It said, There has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that you may be able to do what? Bear it. Now, Pearl, your question was what? Yes. Okay. Now you can see it, but listen, listen at this. She said you. She said that you. You're not telling the truth. And you said we attribute it to God. Yeah. Correct. And that's true. Okay. Listen, that's that's true. Everybody understood what she said? She's, this was the question. When you're going through them and, and everything that happens to you, whether they're a good thing or bad thing, she's saying you attribute everything to God. But you're saying that God doesn't put on you any more than you can bear. Is that what you're that's what you're saying? <clears throat> but listen at this. Some things we take on ourselves. And listen, God has given us the ability to make choices. We make choices now. And we are to acknowledge Him in some of our ways. All our ways. Now you may go out there and you may say, now I want me a car. <coughs> you may want yourself a car. And you pray for a car. But you decide you want a red car. 
But you might even ask God if you want to, about the red car. So you see, we may ask him for something, but we may not ask him for all things. You understand? You may ask him to give me a car, but you didn't ask him what color car. Amen. In fact, I was teaching with a, with a, a, a man years ago. And I don't remember what happened, but anywhere I go, I'm always telling somebody about the Lord. And I asked him, I said, well, did you ask the Lord? I don't know if he had a cold or what had happened. He's, this is what he said. Real, real ignorant statement. Uh, you know, something I don't bother the man upstairs about. Now, that was, his, that, was his, that was his statement to me. Something I just don't bother the man upstairs about. Well, let me stop right now. Don't leave this class and tell anybody else he's just a man upstairs. Because the man upstairs may not have paid his rent, and next week he may not even be upstairs. God, God doesn't live upstairs. Amen? Where does he dwell? And we just found out, where is he though? Third heaven. There you go. See, see what I'm saying? How you can understand? But that's what he was saying. Oh, I don't bother the man upstairs by that. But, but anyway, I want you to know there are some things we can bring our bring on ourselves. But I want to give you three points from this one passage. Everybody, I want to give you three points. <laughs> it's gonna be easy because it all begin with a C. It all begin with a C. But there are three points. I'm gonna read it again. Then I'm gonna give it to you. There has no temptation taken you, but such is common. So number one on your paper, you're going to write, it's a common temptation. <coughs> a temptation. It's common. Okay? <coughs> That's the first thing. Such is common to man. But God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. So the second C is controllable. Hallelujah. It's controllable. It's controllable. <laughs> but with the temptation, also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. It's conquerable. Does everybody see that? First of all, the temptation is what? It's a common temptation. There's nothing, praise God, hallelujah, that you may go through that's not common. But not only is it common, but the temptation also is what? It can be controlled. Because I just said before, something we bring on ourselves. It can be controlled. But it also is what? It's conquerable. You can, it can be conquered. But let me tell you where the problem comes in. Go back to verse 12. This is where the problem comes in. At, and I see this all the time. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he what? Oh. Trying to think you got it. You got it. I got this. And that's where pride come in at. That's where pride come in at. Because he just told you there is no temptation that take you but such is common. But you say, well, I got this. Whatever you've gone through, somebody's gone through it for you. And if you start listening to people, it'll help you. I wrote down some very powerful points. I don't know whether I'll get a chance to share those tonight. Let's try and see how much time I got. To show you something about pride. Hallelujah. But I, 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 I'll get to that. So, Pearl, did that answer your question? All right. It's controllable. 
but it's also comprehensive. Spell what pressure? Oh, conquerable. C-O-N-Q-U-E-R-A-B-L-E. Conquerable. Maybe I didn't say it right. I got a southern drawl. Got it. Very good. That's good. You're taking good notes. Okay? All right. So the temptation. Got it? Yes. All right. Yes, precious. I heard people say, and I'm just kind of, don't tempt the Lord. You know, don't tempt the Lord. You know, certain things that you do. Uh-huh. What? And you can do that. Yeah. The Bible say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For instance, let me give you one. Like, um, and it comes out of people not having a good understanding of the Word of God. Sometimes they show off pride. Pride can stand in the way. Uh, not, not, um, not a sound when it comes to the Word of God. For instance, let's say. That's what mostly I hear. One goes outside with a cold or. Not oh well, right. Well, that that that. Well, yeah, right, right. <laughs> right, but what I'm thinking about is in the one I'm gonna give you an example. It comes out of uh, uh, Mark chapter 16. Let's look there. Let me show you. So you can see that Mark chapter 16. So you can you get some understanding if I show you this. Mark 16. And I'm gonna show you this, and you're gonna you're gonna have your eyes open right quick. Cause you can't tempt them, but I'm gonna show you a classic example. But I'm gonna take you here, but I'm gonna show you the classic example. But let's look at the 16th chapter of Mark. Watch this. It said, "This is Jesus talking." Verse 15. So he said unto them, Tom and his disciples, "Go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature." This is Mark 16. And chapter 16. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Mark 16. And now I'm at verse 16. You got it? He said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, and he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. Now watch this. See, this is how a lot of people tempt God. And these signs shall follow them that believe. What's going to happen? In my name, what you'll do? Cast out devil. What else? Speak with new tongues. What else he said? Pick up serpents. You got it? You already got it. Very good. You're a good student. That's how a lot of people tempt God. They say, well, listen. These signs are following them that believe. And so they'll go out there, show off, and they'll grab up a serpent. Because now they're trying to prove that they believe by picking up a serpent. But you're tempting God. Amen. God didn't tell you to pick up that serpent. And the reason I'm saying this is because, go with me to Exodus chapter 3 right quick. I just want to show you when I say something. I'm not just making this stuff up. Exodus. Don't get tired of opening your Bible up. Because too many folk don't open it up. And they teach you from their, their own mind. <laughs> you know I'm telling the truth. So that's the chapter 4. I said 3, go to 4. 4. Yeah. Yeah, go to Exodus chapter 4. Let me show you this. 
So now you can pick it up. If God can tell you to do it, you, you're at your own risk, like we just said. That's a temptation that you took on yourself. Mm -hmm. All right, go to Exodus chapter 4. Let me show you this. And Moses answered and said, Behold, but behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice. But they will say, The Lord has not appeared unto thee. And the Lord said unto Moses, What is that you got in your hand? And by the way, what's happening is that Moses, God told Moses to go, and Moses said, You know, how will the people know that you sent me? But let's, let's see what happened here. God asked Moses, what you got in your hand? He said, I got a rod. Everybody see that? He said, cast it on the ground. He cast it on the ground. It became a what? Serpent. And Moses fled from, from before. And I would have too. Watch this. Watch this. And the Lord said unto Moses, put forth your hand and take it by the tail. Now listen. He wasn't tempting God. He was obeying God. So you can tempt God, you, uh, you, you can go pick up a serpent, and, and I believe God and pick it up, and God didn't tell you to pick it up. <laughs> he told Moses, said, now, pick it up by his tail. Now watch this. This is the faith part. I think I've taught this before. This is where faith comes in. Now this is a live snake. When you threw it on the ground, it was a rock. Now God told me to pick it up by his tail, which means it leaves his mouth. His mouth and his fangs free. So I got his tail. All he got to do is come around and run. You got it. But when you obey God, okay, I love you. All right, shoot. All right. She got to have a coat on, doesn't she? Okay. So when he picks up this, it turns back now into a rod because he obeyed God. He didn't tempt God. God told him to do it. Follow that? Three times that it might depart from me. And this what God gotta stop right there. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. We magnify and glorify you for all that you've done and what you're still doing in Jesus' name. Word. What a gift. The enemy is coming like a flood. Trying to lift up a shadow shot. The enemy is coming like a flood. But I'm so glad the Bible says when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Double dock our thorns in the flesh. People messing with your ministry, messing with your life, messing with that cool messing with your husband trying to take your wife, trying to take your ministry, uh, talking about your children, out there for messing up with you on the job, messing out of a book, doing in the flesh, trying to puff you up, trying to make to make you seem like yourself or some great one. But right now, and I'm and I'm and I'm getting from Paul and Paul. Paul said these doings and flesh are coming, lest he be exalted above measure. Paul said, lest I be exalted above measure. There was given to me a thought because of the abundance of revelations he was getting. It was given to me a thorn in the flesh to buffer me. Uh, uh, so I'm thinking right now, you keep getting revelations after revelations after revelations. I often wonder why am I getting all these? It's these thorns in the flesh. Let you be exalted above measure. Hallelujah. Thank God for keeping us grounded. 
thank God for keeping us not thinking of ourselves more highly than what we ought to think. My God. So as we were giving, as she was giving the word of God, and we was recording the word of God, and the enemy came in like a flood again, trying to stop the recording about malmixing things that's going to malfunction. And some of you won't know probably right now. I'm actually in the driving right now, praying to the Lord, uh, calling out in the the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Join in with me. I'm learning. I just put a strong anointing. Somebody is going to get the gift of the Holy Spirit. Somebody is going to get baptized in the gift of the Holy Spirit. Somebody close to you right now. Somebody perhaps you may have given up on. Somebody you perhaps may have even thought that God wasn't going to bless in that area in that way. Someone that God that you don't heard a lot about, but right now in the maybe in the family or something. But right now Nobody thought that Paul was was the servant was first was called Saul will ever be filled up with the gift of the Holy Spirit and begin to preach the word of God. But he showed up, did it right now right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth hallelujah what the enemy is doing and I felt this in my spirit I want to share with you and it's spoken in my spirit let the yoke of the Lord come back upon you let the yoke of the Lord come back upon you the yoke, the control of the Lord take your yoke upon he said listen in the name of Jesus cast all your cares upon me for he, he cares for you he said cast all your cares on me listen my yoke is easy and my burdens light right now somebody took the yoke of the Lord off their neck but right now somebody took the yoke of the Lord off their life but right now in the name of Jesus Christ and Nazareth I'm praying that you right now will begin again to receive the yoke of the Lord in your life let the yoke of the Lord control your ministry let the yoke of the Lord control your marriage let the yoke of the Lord control your attitude your tongue let the yoke of the Lord control your mind lean not to thy own understanding but in all thy ways acknowledge him right now be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving that your request be made known to God and the very God of peace shall give you a peace that surpasses all your understanding the Lord knows you have need of some things before you even ask him but it shall come to pass that before they call I will answer and while you are yet speaking the Lord shall perform it right now the Lord is already working according to the Bible all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his promise right now what a word is this for what power and authority commanded be the unclean spirits and they had to obey him 
right now there's some things that you've been praying about there's some things that you've been worrying about there's some things that you've been fasting about and it just don't seem like your prayer is getting through it just don't seem like nothing is changing well I want you to know right that the devils the demons they are subject to you through the name of the Lord the name of the Lord Jesus Christ so right now I feel the enemy leaving your job. I feel the enemy leaving your house. I feel the enemy leaving your marriage. I feel the enemy leaving your children alone. I feel the enemy, enemy, enemy leaving out your ministry. I feel the enemy in the corner of because the demons, the devils are subject unto you through the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and delivered him of all his fears. Right now in the name of Jesus, call on his name. My God in here. I feel right now in the name of Jesus. Somebody right now going to get a breakthrough. Somebody right now going to get a Somebody right now, signs and wonders going to follow the word now. Right now, and then they God going back up his word through signs and wonders following the woman of God just gave the word of the Lord. The doctor that she just gave the word of the Lord. Right now, they cobbled through those thorns in the flesh that you've been praying about, but just don't seem to go anywhere. Well, sometimes you got to understand why you have those thorns. God been giving you revelation after revelation and revelation. You sometimes you may get arrogant. Sometimes you call out about you may get complacent. Sometimes you think that you ain't got to pray no more and fast no more that you arrive. The devil's a lot. Right now they call out both door So sometimes things come in your life just to keep you grounded, just to keep you God seeking the Lord, just to keep you in prayer, just to keep you in fasting. Right now, there's nothing wrong with you, but right now, they're going not leaving because perhaps that's where it's supposed to be. For my strength, said the Lord, is made perfect in weakness. Right now, in the name of Jesus, give God the glory. You thought it was something wrong. There's nothing wrong with you. Right now, that God is getting ready to do a signal upon the above in your life. All that you ask or think according to the power that works. The power that works. The power that works. That's right, the alarm's going off because the power that works. You hear that? You hear that? The alarm. The, the power is working in your life. The anointing is moving your life. The glory of the Lord is showing up in your life. Right there, come to go Right there, His strength is made perfect in weakness. His strength, his strength, his strength, his strength is making me and making you. It's made perfect. It's perfect in weakness. That's why you don't, that's why you haven't lost your mind. Yeah, because of the power of the Lord. That my shake up. My God, we thank you right now. We give your name to praise. And we give your name to glory. In Jesus' name, amen.